Hi, and welcome to Answers News for January 12th, 2022. So here we are. It's the new year. We've uh, been doing some of this, and I'm still not used to saying 2022 yet. So uh, I've got Tim Chafee with me today and Rob doing? Webb introducing Rob today. Uh, he's actually a rocket scientist. That's kind of some of your background. Yeah. Just rocket science. Just rocket science. And uh, my name is Bodie Hodge, and uh, we're going to be your host today for Answers News. we got all sorts of uh, incredible items for you today, so hopefully we can have a good time with that. Now, we do have a few uh, things right off the front here. First, uh, we have forensic exploration. And you can find out more about this if you hop on creationmuseum.org slash explore. And uh, we have a number of uh, these different things. Th these are specifically for adults. Uh, so it's a really neat uh, program, uh, part of our Explore Days at the Creation Museum. You can find out, again, more if you go to creationmuseum.org. Uh, we also have high school labs at the Ark Encounter. We have a brand new lab down here at the Ark Encounter. This is where we're uh, transmitting from today. And in fact, from where we're sitting, the lab is kind of to our diagonal backside here across the hallway. It's a really neat lab. It's uh, state of the art. It really is. That's a, probably the first uh, time anybody's ever said diagonal backside on that. Diagonal on backside yeah. on answers. <laughs> That's tonight. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Imagine what you see behind us and, and, and it's back in there. But no, it really is neat. I've had a chance to see the lab as it uh, has progressed, as they've gotten the work done on it. So it's going to be exciting to, to see actual labs. And these are high school labs. Uh, biology and chemistry here. You can find out more on creationmuseum.org slash labs. And, and you want to uh, register early, right? Because yeah, these kind of things fill up pretty quickly for they, us. They do fill up rather quickly. So, mm. uh, uh, But that, they are pretty exciting. You can find out more on creationmuseum.org. Mm -hmm. But uh, you guys ready to jump into some news items? Let's do it. Let's All go. right, let's, let's do go. this. Especially this first one, if this doesn't get you excited. <laughs> oh, my. Systems are go. I don't know if I want to eat after this one. I know. This comes from Fox News. Uh, experts warn of cannibalism among space colonists if food systems fail. Look at that. We see we're starting off with a with a, a rocket space one here right. before you right off the bat. Let's blast off. Are, <laughs> are humans clean or unclean? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, boy, I can't believe you're even asking that. Let's, let's, let's not even go well, there. I'm a giant. You know, we're stereotyped. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, you know, this was uh, kind of an interesting article. You know, they're thinking through, hey, if we try to go to Mars, mm -hmm. uh, first off, dealing with food supply, if they ever try to colonize it, uh, you know, which people have been talking about that for ages, um, you know, what happens if food systems fail? Yeah. And uh, what they do, you know, in this particular article, uh, they were actually looking at other instances, you know, where, you know, people ran out of food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all that was left was each other. And, uh, you know, they were talking about a particular uh, uh, situation in this particular article uh, of a was it a rugby team? Yeah, it's a, yeah. I think Chilean rugby team that crashed. There's a movie made about it called Alive back in the early '90s, and that would I'd want to be one of the ones that died. I think. Yeah. But yeah, well, I was saying earlier when we were talking about this, Tim could probably feed a lot of people. Yeah. I take one. For got a lot of meals for sure. I take one for the team. <laughs> Oh, my. Yeah, that's uh, pretty bad. But, I mean, and that, that's the thing. You know, when people are thinking through this, they have to think through uh, food supplies, how to replenish mm -hmm. this sort of thing. What if something mm -hmm. goes wrong? What kind of backup mm -hmm. systems do you have? Um, so it's just interesting. Well, that, Rob, you that, were saying that on Mars there should be plenty of... I was just thinking, I mean, they, they have a comment in here where they're saying uh, there's different target locations for such colonies, electing for the moons around Jupiter or Saturn. But really, I think the main solution to this is go to Mars. They have a lot of candy bars there. That's what I hear. Wow. And then also the moon made yeah. out of cheese, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, those are, those, those, those are the places oh, to go. Consonites are trying to get there. <laughs> oh, but and of course, man. the Milky Way. Plus, Milky Way, I mean, they should have plenty. Plenty yeah. of chocolate. Just bring a there. toothbrush. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. 
a lot of sugar in that tea. But yeah, it's just interesting. They're talking about some of that, but uh, yeah, kind of a, a fascinating article to yeah, start us off with and yeah. try to think through some of these things. But things it's, it's hard to believe what, what engineers and different scientists have to think about mm-hmm. on some of these long-term missions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you just see something like that that's just scratching the surface, really, probably some of the stuff they think yeah. about. Yeah, and when you see that headline, I mean, the headline sounds strange, but it, it is logical to to kind of warn about that and mm-hmm. say, you know what, let's just make double sure or triple sure the food systems don't <laughs> fail. So bring extra or whatever else we need to do to make sure exactly. that doesn't happen. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, trying to think about this, you know, from a Christian viewpoint, you shouldn't be eating other people, you know, at, uh, as best as possible here. I would uh, say not. It's probably not I would wise. say not. Uh, Chapter and verse, Bodhi. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to kill them, but what if they're, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, quite fascinating. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, this comes from the Indian Express, explained why these Mexican fish do the wave. and uh, Not this kind of wave. I feel no, like we got to do it. You're, the you're wave. thinking baseball now. <laughs> <laughs> do they but, get enough people in stands for that in baseball? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right now, they're, uh, the ba- baseball is kind of locked out right now, kind of doing some battles back and forth. Mm-hmm. But no, this is an interesting article as well. Uh, looking at some of these fish that have birds that want to come into the water and actually attack them and eat them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have an interesting mechanism by which they try to keep uh, these birds from attacking them. And uh, they, they do this wave that kind of mimics. Yeah, so you get all these uh, little the, little fish together yeah. and they're all yeah. just, they mimic the motion of the water. Right. And it seems like it's confusing the birds. Maybe they right. can't single out a single they, one or right. whatever it is. And so right. they don't the attack they, when they're they, doing they kind that. Of motion and move to, to mimic a wave. Yeah, I don't know, really. This all sounds fishy to me. So <laughs> it it better know. be. <laughs> but no yeah, wonder, I mean, no this wonder is, you two cool. get along. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is cool, though. I mean, they're, they're even talking about kingfishers doing cannonballs in the water. I mean, I just picture like the angry birds, you know, like the giant black one doing a <laughs> cannonball into the water, you know, and trying to provoke all these different mollies into a flashing every time it happens. And mm-hmm. um, whereas the uh, the, the other type, the kiskadis, I think that's how you say Kiskadies, it. Yeah. They're kind of more subtle. They kind of just dip their beak in. And overall, it's some some pretty yeah. awesome observational science that we're seeing here, better understanding what triggers all of it. And yeah. if you guys check it out, watch the video of it, it actually really does look like it's like kind of doing a right. wave. And it's just amazing design that God actually gave. Yeah, gave well, one creatures. thing that got me too is in this particular research, when they were observing these fish, um, these fish could theoretically just go down deeper. That's not a problem, but they don't do it. They actually stay up toward the surface mm-hmm. uh, to intentionally kind of throw these yeah, birds off. Yeah, they because of the sulfur, I guess. In, the, they in these ponds, to... yeah, there's a lot of sulfur, right, yeah. so yeah, they, they can't go down too Yeah, because they normally stay up higher anyway. Yeah. If they go deeper, they can have right. problems. But they can still go down there for a time, uh, and yet they, they they tend to make a stand yeah. up there and, and really confuse But at the same time, the they couldn't help themselves. They had to put the evolutionary worldview in there. If you see you know, certain points where they say exactly what benefit the creatures receive uh-huh. from it and why it might have evolved. So there it is. They're oh, always yes. trying to trying to put that assumption into there. That's why we have to separate right. the facts from the fiction a lot. So right. we're good we're observation. See right. see seeing some good observations here, you know, but you gotta you gotta separate some of the storytelling that's going into here and um, mm-hmm. but yeah. But then right before that they're talking about how they're 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 all in synchronous, they're mm-hmm. all in rhythm with each other. And that just ultimately yeah. shows God's awesome design from Day five of creation. Yeah, this, it's fascinating how you see a school of fish that can all work together. And in one sense, they're, they're doing this too here to actually generate the wave. And you can see how many there are, you know, just when, when they get together to do this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, if these fish, you know, breed like crazy, maybe you can use that as a food supply going to Mars. Yeah. <laughs> so when the bird comes, they're all like, swim down, <laughs> swim, swim down. down. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Funny Nemo. 
Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of kind of an interesting. Yeah, so that, you, that's you, good you know we're, we're we're living in the fallen world where you know before the fall we didn't have birds eating fish, but even in this fallen world, God gives amazing design to these to these fish to be able to do that. So right, it's, it's, it's and you know that's a good point. Uh, you know, a lot of times people uh, they look at the world we see today and they think, well, this is the way God made it. No, we're actually in a sin, cursed, and broken world. And that's an mm -hmm. important point. Uh, originally, God made everything very good, according to Genesis 1.31, uh, Deuteronomy 32.4. Every work of God is perfect. We expected a perfect creation. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not without the bloodshed, the suffering. And, uh, you know, it's as a result of man's sin that we now see the world like this, which is why we need a Savior in Jesus Christ to save us uh, from sin and death. So, Amen. you know, we do Amen. see these connections in here. So it's good to have that in yeah. mind when we're looking at this. Yeah. All right, this next article comes from the Daily Wire, and uh, this is talking about uh, MSNBC. Uh, specifically, the title here, We Have Evangelicals Who Practice the Most Unchristian Ways, uh, from an MSNBC contributor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's you true. have human beings yeah. who practice the most, I mean, just Christians across the board. We all make mistakes, that's true. Right. Yeah. But what they're calling unchristian ways are... <laughs> Um, I, I think they, they, they yeah. don't grasp what Christianity is. And, you know, when Jesus talked about how the world, the world hates him, if they persecute him, they're going to persecute you also. Mm -hmm. um, you know what? I think we see that. We shouldn't, our, our lives are not to be lived so that the popular media will praise us and say how great we are. Um, our lives are to, are, we're supposed to please God rather yeah. than man. Right. And uh, what we see is too many people, and even many evangelicals, sadly, who are, uh, they fear the praise, uh, they, they want the praise of men rather than the praise of God. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's interesting, how many times, Bodie, did we hear when, we, when the ark was being built, when we were raising funds for the ark, like, oh, you should be taking that money and giving it to the poor. That, that's a biblical question, right? Who asked that question? Yeah, Judas. Oh, yeah, Judas. Yeah. Was he the godly one out of the group? No, he wasn't. No. Right. Um, yeah, so and that's, that's not to say that we shouldn't take care of the poor, but they right. don't know what people are doing with their money, and it's not their business if people are, I mean, yeah. people are contributing because they want to build an ark. We can do that. Hey, I'm going to break into the middle of this. Somebody made a comment here. It's good to see thousands in attendance uh, to Answers News. You know, and you know what? I, I realized we didn't introduce the audience. Uh, let's oh, hear it, true. guys. Let's hear you guys out there. There we are. Yeah. Even, in, even in January. Yeah. Even in out. January, yeah. people yeah. are on vacation at the Ark Encounter. And I almost uh, forgot. I want to make a quick shout out to my wife, Abby, that's watching my three little ones, my, my son, William, who just had a birthday on Sunday, his first birthday. So all right. Wow. Call them out. So. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. He's taking a nap. As We're you definitely came busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Getting back to the article here, uh, you know, sometimes what people want Christianity to be isn't necessarily what Christianity yes. is. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things, you guys could probably spot this from the press left, right, and center. You know, people say, oh, well, you should be being good and do the right thing. But what they right. mean by good and right, it doesn't line up with what the Bible teaches. Yeah, exactly. And, and so yeah. we see examples of that all the time. One of the things that I read in here, it says, uh, they went on to say that every single spiritual faith in the history of the world has taught the same ethic of selfless love, whether it's a Muslim, a Buddhist, a Jewish person, all religions have taught the same fundamental thing. Is that true? No. That's not <laughs> That's true. Not now, there are That's many of them close. who have the, the <clears throat> golden rule, you know, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. That, that is that's common across many of them, but not all of them. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them will say, love your own people, yeah. but not others. You know, if you think of Islam, they, they're yeah. commanded to yeah. kill the Christians, the infidels, Christians yeah. and Jews. Yeah. Um, so that's not, that's not universal across all religions. Uh, no. Buddhism, they mentioned Buddhism, but Buddhism says all suffering is 
illusory. It's just an, it's an illusion, right. and you that's what you're striving to figure out. Uh, so they're not trying to alleviate right. suffering; uh, they're trying to deny yeah. suffering. And really, it, when it comes down to all other religions are man-made, and they're all based on works. What can we do to God? What can we do to please God? Rather than Christianity saying what what has God done for us? You know, what what has God done on the cross, specifically Jesus Christ right. coming down to pay that ultimate price for us guilty sinners. And mm -hmm. that's the true selfless love that they're talking about here. It's only found in Christ and only because of his work. But this so article was all yeah. about, really, what they were getting yeah. at was more like critical race theory, that there are yeah. a lot of evangelicals who are not buying into this leftist groupthink. Yeah. Right. And if you're not buying into that, then you are behaving in the most unchrist-like way. Right. And, and so <laughs> you got to see how they're twisting that sort of thing. You know, they're trying to say, hey, if you guys keep following your Christian stuff instead of coming over here following our secular stuff, that's unchristian of you. Right. And yet right. in that system, in critical race, there is yeah. no redemption. There is no forgiveness. There yeah. is no unity. It's all about division and creating strife, whereas yeah. Jesus told us to love one another, love right. your enemy, and we're supposed to right. forgive those who right. wrong us. Um, so it's very contradictory. And yeah. yes, evangelicals mess up. Yes, Every, but every single human being, except for Jesus Christ, messes up. We've all fallen yeah. short of the glory of God. Amen. But, um, yeah, and then throughout this whole article, they talk about decency and they talk about good. But really, what standard are they actually basing off of, you know? We actually actually go back to the Christian worldview, back to the biblical worldview to see what good is. And it's based on God's own character. And that's how we can define these things. Um, mm -hmm. So all, all throughout, it's, it's, it's very Christian of, of them to think about other things, to think about the common good about man, but really where do those standards actually come from? That's yeah. what we need to be thinking about. That's right. It goes back to God and his word. And yet here they are rejecting God and his so, word to try to define good. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. yeah they're being inconsistent in that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you know what? We need to be praying for the press. You know, how, how often do we sit back and pray for the press? Uh, the press so often uh, gets a lot of things wrong. They I think there's some Christians <laughs> who pray in precatory psalms toward the press, but I don't think that's necessarily what we should be right. doing. Yeah. But you know what? I would love to see a lot of the press get back to good journalism. Yep. I'd like to see them get back, uh, instead of teaching certain propaganda and things like that, I'd like to see them get back saying, hey, let's compare this stuff to an absolute standard. I would love to see more of that. Let's actually. present both sides fairly and let people make up, make up their right. own mind. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. all right. <clears throat> this next article comes from Fox News. A uh, Canadian media outlet says bank denied it a commercial mortgage over conservative political leanings. Hmm. That's not surprising. I mean, we've seen the IRS target certain groups here in the United States. Um, you remember years ago, was it to the early 2010s or 2009, back with the Tea Party and certain organizations being yeah. uh, targeted and in not particularly, granted certain, yeah, they, they were targeted, yeah. Yep. yeah. And, and we see that. It's a, it's a tool that certain people use in government mm -hmm. to try to silence or to coerce. Right. Uh, people to their way of thinking again that's not that's not really consistent with a free society well yeah uh, and, and yeah. you know we have to think you know things like freedom and liberty those are things that come from a biblical worldview exactly a lot of people yeah. may not realize that um and in fact being tolerant of, of other people uh our christian values and mm -hmm. yet at the same time we have people over here uh, on, across certain fences that are saying, hey, we want you guys to be uh, tolerant while at the same time they're being intolerant. They're and usually the most intolerant being people. Intolerant. Right, 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 exactly. Yeah, and this is the Royal Bank of uh, Canada specifically, and apparently they have about 35 branches in the United States as well. Um, where's, where's Patricia and Avery when we need them to be able to talk <laughs> to, to these uh, articles here? They are out and boot, I think <laughs> I can say. Boot. I have to say <laughs> yeah. it so they, they can understand me. I love yeah, accents, yeah. I really do. Yeah, those are fun. Some of them. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, this particular article, you know, they're going through going, you know, there, there's a lot of problems here, but it stems based on what they believe is how they're being forced to do their business now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are being attacked uh, left, right, and center. Consistent with their worldview, you know, mm-hmm. with, with, with the unbiblical worldview. Um, especially with this ideology, you, you see this happening in Canada. We have to not be naive. This is already creeping into the U.S. today. We are already right. seeing certain states starting to move towards this direction where if you say the wrong thing or you don't align it perfectly with their agenda, they have things like canceling, so on and so forth. And, but, and it doesn't stop. I mean, as you saw with J.K. Rowling, yeah, you know, right, the, right. the author of the Harry Potter series, she, she's not conservative by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. In fact, she would line up on, on the left side on many issues, but because she wasn't willing to go as far as they want her to go, she's, right. they tried to cancel her, but she's worth a billion dollars. They can't really cancel her. <laughs> um, yeah. But they've tried to, and what, what happens to the, the, you know, the average person who doesn't have uh, the means to do something like that? And, um, right. Yeah, they'll run right over you. And then the people we're going to see. We have we've read another article recently where you see the same sort of thing, where somebody who was very far on the left, yeah, was yeah. passed by real quickly and pretty soon became the most conservative person in their in their yeah. office. Right. 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 All right. Let's move forward here. This comes from uh, BGR. Scientists discover a massive new world, and they have no idea how it formed. I'm pretty sure I I know how it formed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He made the stars also. That's right. There is a book. (laughs) (laughs) Genesis 1. God makes the the greater light the sun and the lesser light the moon. And then he made the stars also, which would include all of these heavenly bodies that we Mm -hmm. see, and including what we call planets today. And it's. Yeah, yeah, that's how it was made. That's not hard. God, God did it. Yep. Oh. Yeah, it's not hard. It's not a problem for an all, all-powerful God. They're, they're, they're talking all throughout this article. They're saying this, this discovery goes against everything we currently know about planet formations because you know, of how hot two-star system is. They it doesn't know make everything sense they know. <laughs> for planets to have formed with it. Yeah, like, yeah almost every answer is news or something like that. Right, you know? exactly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. There's, 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 there's another rewriting of, of, of everything well, that we possibly yeah. know. Yeah, if you think of our solar system, you know, you got the, the inner planets, and then the gas giants are the ones that are further away from the star. Now, right. what we're gas finding, giants being Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, yeah. Neptune, yep. Yeah. And then the what we're finding with a lot of these exoplanets, planets outside of our solar system, a lot of the, we're detecting these right. gas giants, but they're they're usually pretty close to their star. Right. Yeah. Right. And this one is fifty. And that's what makes this so hundred times further unique. away than yeah, Jupiter they're, is. Yeah. They're talking about this exoplanet is 10 times bigger than Jupiter. And Jupiter is actually our biggest planet in our solar system. So we're talking a ginormous size. And just if, if you want to do some research as well, one of the biggest exoplanets we found before this is maybe two to three times bigger. So we're talking 10 times bigger even, even than those ones. So it's yeah. also 100 times the distance between Jupiter and the sun. So um, the... Jupiter and the Sun is about five astronomical units in distance, so we're talking 500 astronomical units in distance. That's about 46.5 billion miles, just to kind of give you a what's an astronomical unit? Astronomical unit is basically the the distance from Earth to the Sun, 93 Mm -hmm. million miles. So it's it's just a way to categorize those giant numbers into smaller numbers. So you can kind of get an idea of how large this orbit really is, and it, it. it really just points back to the glory of God. Oh, yeah, that, that He created everything on day four. Just another confirmation of biblical creation. Mm-hmm. Because in all-powerful God, this is not an issue. So that's yeah. roughly is that eight light minutes. Is that roughly? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, probably something like that. Yeah, something like that. There, I've shown off all the knowledge I have of astronomy. <laughs> Don't ask me anything else. That's it. I'm, we know. I'm topped out. Someone's <laughs> going to be calculating that and yeah. posting on the comments here. Well, this was discovered by the European 
Southern Observatory's very, very large, large telescope. telescope. That's the actual, That's the actual name, name for of it, it. too. Yeah. Uh, Somebody so, was very creative. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Scientists aren't the best at naming things. You know, like the, the yeah. Great Red Spot on Jupiter yeah. is called the Great Red Spot. Yeah. Because it makes we're, sense. Yeah. We're not it's a creative they, lot. They take things kind of literally. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot right. of creativity right. there. Right. Yeah. right. But yeah, the, the heavens declare the glory of God. And I think uh, this, this is a good example work. of it. So. Yeah. But ultimately, just going back to the reason why they have no idea how it's formed is because they're starting with the wrong assumptions about the past. They're having those evolutionary assumptions and like we say on this show all the time you start with the wrong assumptions you're going to get the wrong conclusions and that's what we're seeing today so we're seeing a lot of the challenges of the naturalistic star formation that they're having to now deal with rather than falling back on the obvious one which is the biblical worldview um, and they even go on at, at the very end they say researchers will need to dig into things a bit more to discover exactly how this new world formed so even at the end they're refusing to give God the glory and it reminds me of Romans chapter 1 that Everything in creation is plain to them, yeah. right? I mean, the evidence is clear through natural revelation. We know that there's a God, but they suppress that in their unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on. Uh, this comes from Fox News. Uh, Christians point to genetics breakthroughs to show Adam and Eve are not incompatible with evolution. Oh, boy, that's a title, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, this, this is nothing new yeah. um, other than there's just yeah. in the last five to ten years there's just been a, a, a lot of books a plethora of books that have yeah. come out uh, where you have evangelicals now saying yeah you can believe in um, Adam being made from the dust of the ground uh, now not everyone is saying that they're coming up with all sort of creative ways that yeah, yeah you can have Adam and Eve six thousand years ago but then they their offspring blended with with beings who Evolved from right. people like ancestors. Right. And that's what right. this article right. is pushing. What, yeah. yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're basically saying, you know, uh, humanity evolved from some ape like ancestor. It's moving Common on up ancestor. here, moving on. Then God makes Adam and Eve out of the dust, and kind then their descendants come together and start having the children. Po the point of that would be what? <laughs> exactly. Not really. The point of that would be, well, then I can have the Bible, and then I can have man's ideas really, as that's well, trying happening. to blend those two, you but have, they yeah, don't have, have the Bible when you do that. Yeah, you have man's <laughs> fallible ideas, and they're trying to reinterpret the infallible word of God, and they're basically trying to cut and choose, and that's, that's usually what happens when you have two conflicting worldviews. One of them's got to give. You, you, can't, you can't say one of them or both of them's mm -hmm. true, so you're going to have to have an ultimate standard. It's either going to be man's word or God's word. Yeah, and, and usually what happens, Christians, they start giving up Genesis, reinterpreting it in strange fashions uh, to do this. And these people are contradicting each other on their interpretation of Genesis yeah. regularly. They, they come up with different yeah. ideas on how you can do this. So William Lane Craig will look at these when, in his book, The mm -hmm. In Quest of the Historical Adam. He talks about how, yeah, it's obvious Genesis is teaching six days, mm -hmm. 6,000 years ago, man-made yep. from the dust of the ground, all the worldwide flood, Genesis is teaching that. So all the yep. people who are trying to reinterpret it and saying that's not what it said, they're wrong. It does teach it. But everybody knew right. that was a myth, so they didn't right. interpret it literally. <laughs> that, that's his argument, whereas the other ones are trying to say, no, you can read it this way. And they're, so they're contradicting each other. Why? Because none of them are just taking it for what it says. Yeah. They're trying to add billions of years to it. They're yeah. compromising the Word of God with a right. secular ideology. Right. Now, in this particular article, they're trying to justify this. And the way that they're trying to justify this, they're, they're trying to say, okay, well, you go back to Genesis, and it says here, uh, Cain acquired a wife, and then he builds yeah. a city. So they're saying, oh, look, he came over and acquired a wife from this evolutionary line. 
plus, uh, you know, when he killed his brother, uh, he was feared that he was scared that he was going to be killed by someone. Right. And so they yeah. say, oh, this is where this other line comes from. But you know what? That falls tragically short. If you actually look at the word for wife, wife is Isha. There's Ish and Isha, man, woman. Uh, it of literally man. means from man yeah. or of man. Uh, it means of Adam. So Cain's wife is a descendant of Adam there, not from this evolution. Well, which makes sense line. in the context of what you just said. Why mm. would Cain be afraid of other people who had no relation to Adam and Eve and Abel or any of their other right. siblings? If they didn't know Abel, why would they be mad that he killed Abel? Now, right. if Abel had kids by that point, we typically think of them as being teenagers when that happened. They were probably in their 120s. Because when Seth was born, Adam was 130. Man, I haven't and made it was, my 120s yet. I haven't gotten that far either. <laughs> I'm get, I just, we, you and I just got closer, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, the so they're probably in their, they're old enough to have kids of their own, right? And mm-hmm. and grandkids, and even brothers, even, sisters, brothers, nieces, nephews. Lots of people could have uh, been Genesis upset. five four say that uh, Adam and Eve had other sons and daughters. The old yep. Jewish legend yep. that Josephus recorded was they had 33 sons and 23 daughters. Which would if you lived in 930 if you lived yet, in 930 but, uh, years. And I think that's, we have some resources that actually answers that question: Who was Cain's wife? Because yes. that's 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 a very common objection that we always hear a lot: Is, is yeah. where did Cain get his wife? Where did Cain get his wife? And it's, 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 it's it doesn't say he went to the land of Nod and found yeah. a wife. Right. That's not what it says. Right. And he went he to the land her. and, and yeah. then had relations. Right. With and the land of Nod means land of wandering. Yeah. In case you're wondering, yeah. it's not like oh hey let's go to the city called. Everybody's Nod, doing this. Right? And, <laughs> and just to back up for a second, if if maybe you're 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 thinking what's the problem with having these long ages before Adam and Eve? Well, the problem is you had millions of years in death, of suffering, of cancer, of all these really horrible things that God's calling good. So it really undermines everything that the Bible teaches. Plus, it undermines the gospel itself. Why did Jesus right. actually have have to die a physical death to pay the ultimate price for us guilty sinners. So um, if you kind of just look at it that way as well, you have a lot of theological problems when you try to insert these millions of years that happened before the fall of man. Right. And they're assuming the millions of years and the evolutionary ideas to mm-hmm. interpret the Bible in yeah. light of millions of years yeah. in evolution. So they're, uh, they're, they're committing a circular uh, argument yeah. right Begging there. Begging the question right, the right there. Yeah. yeah, and I noticed a number of other fallacies in here. They're equating science. Oh, yeah. Um, Quotation, you know, yeah. yeah. Now, they did quote Dr. Jeanson in there. But they, they did. Uh, they, but then they, they tried to undercut his statement. But They tried to take right. his comments, do a positive spin for evolution, but I think mm-hmm. they were just trying to get that young earth kind of represented. Right. For, for those who don't throw know, it Do- in there. Do- Dr. Nathaniel Jeanson's a geneticist. Uh, he uh, got his degree, actually got his doctorate at Harvard, Harvard yeah. and he works for Answers in Genesis. And he no, does that's not, no real scientist. We don't have scientists here. <laughs> we don't have really plenty scientists. of them, actually. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's done some incredible work on genetics. Yeah. He's looking at the same material and not coming up with strange uh, right. interpretations. Right. We this. all have the same evidence, but right. how do we interpret that evidence? It comes through, right. through, through a lens. We, we right. literally have a biblical lens versus some other evolutionary lens that we all interpret the all same right. Well, we got to get to this important article. All right, let's this, get to this, this one. Really, I mean, that, that one, eh, that's kind of a side. <laughs> this is the important thing. All right, here we go. <laughs> this comes from Fox News as well. New York cites 19th century reason for banning jingle bells over Christmas. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine jingle bells being banned over yeah. Christmas? Raise a hand. Who likes jingle bells during Christmas? I mean, I don't oh, really look at care that. For it. <laughs> it's humming in your head right now. Don't exactly, do the Batman right? thing, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, they, uh, somebody decided to do some research on the origins mm-hmm. of this particular song. And it actually goes back uh, to, a, to a famous guy, actually in the 1800s, who had written this. He's actually the uncle 
of uh, J.P. Morgan, if I remember right. James Pierpoint? Pierpont? Yep. So, uh, you know, he did this song, and uh, I I think he had it originally published about 1857, and I think he changed the name of it in 1859. Originally, it was uh, slipping my, my brain right now all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm not sure. So well, I, the, the issue that came up here is... Let me look. It's in here. Yeah, you look. Yeah. The issue that came up is that in, back in 1857, they said it might have been performed in Boston, in Boston in a minstrel yeah. show where white performers wore blackface. Therefore, there's uh, a racist connection with this song. Now, that was just somebody citing One that. They weren't saying, slide. hey, cancel the <laughs> yeah, song or go. anything. But there, some, there was a school that took that mm-hmm. and said, we can't touch Jingle Bell. We're right. not doing that. that proportion where the original <laughs> right. port was never trying to actually say that. And... Right. Um, but nonetheless, we don't want to downplay racism. Racism is a horrible thing. It's a very wicked thing. It's an abomination to mm-hmm. the Lord. But at the same time, we have to remember there's only one race. There's only one blood. We're all descended from Adam and Eve. Right. And that's really what, what we should be focused Yeah, racism is really partiality. Yeah. yeah which yeah. we're not right. supposed exactly. to show favorites. We have different right. ethnicities. You know, yes. We have different nations, of course. Right. But everyone comes from the same blood. We're all descended from Adam and Eve. And mm-hmm. then Noah's family who came off the ark during that global flood. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, well, it came up after, not during. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. None of us would be here. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> that's right. New guys allowed to one that's, slip. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Gotcha. But one of the <laughs> things I wanted to say was, was you know, we're, we're seeing this more and more with a lot of the secular school systems. We're seeing a lot of this. Um, they say they want to be neutral, but really they're trying to impose their religion, impose the religion of humanism, of naturalism. They're basically just replacing Christianity with this other one. So yeah, that's, with false that's, religion. That's, that's, that's what we're seeing a lot today, yeah. even with this one here. Now, the particular author of this uh, was Unitarian, actually, in his uh, uh, viewpoint. So uh, that, that is something, you know, it's, it's good to talk about uh, those issues, too. You know, we love to talk about the triune God. We have a lot of articles on our website, uh, Search Eternity, or God is Triune, and uh, you can see why that's developed from a biblical viewpoint. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, right. So sometimes yeah. those things are good to be uh, done. We think we can hit the last one real quick? I think so. Yeah. All right, let's go let's ahead do and it. do this. Uh, this comes from phys.org. A uh, high-resolution lab experiment shows how cells eat. You guys always wondered that, right? Just sitting around, yeah. how do cells eat? Yeah, so yeah. they're taking in this, the yeah. new material through this, what we, you know, we picture the membrane, the cell membrane, and it's just coming in. They thought that maybe it was yeah. like this really fine lattice work and it would kind of slip through, but no, what's happening is it's forming these little... Mm-hmm. Pockets? What do they call them? Mouths in in the yeah. article, but yeah. they're not really right. mouths. They're, they're they're more just like like they were saying. They're they're pockets. It's, it's a formation of the pockets that carry mm-hmm. substances into and out of the cell. Basically. I always like to think of like um, a military. It's like a pincer movement, you know, and circles. Yeah. So, so and, even yeah. at the molecular level here, you're getting incredible design. And the more oh we my. study it, the more designed we figure out that exactly. it is. So it's not just a blob yeah. of yeah. Right. goo or tissue. We well, you know back in Darwin's day, they used to think it was a simple cell. We still yeah, use that term. No, it's not simple at all. It's like a no. miniature factory that yeah. everything has to work exactly you right. You got assembly lines. You got all sorts of information. And it can fix itself. Forth. And it can duplicate itself. Like a, you know, every yeah. 15, and 20 minutes. It can <laughs> eat in yeah. such a way that just even in this article, it. they even say that this process helps clear bad cholesterol from blood. It tra- helps transmit neural signals. It helps to break down. Um, mm-hmm. and, and several diseases and, and, and all sorts of these great, great things that we see in God's design that just oh, shows. man, we sure got lucky with evolution being able to get all the that dumb right. luck, the dumb <laughs> luck. The dumb I mean, luck that that happened <laughs> over and over again with all yeah. those different cells. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, all right, well, that's uh, all the time we have for you today. So we thank you for joining us at uh, Answers News, and may God bless you, and uh, uh, we'll be back on Monday. God bless.